return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Welcome Pastor Randon, all right, as he comes to share tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you guys made it tonight. Uh, uh, I, uh, I was glad that I could put it into two parts and not tell you the last two keys that the Lord gave me uh, from Sunday. Um, but it's good, amen. It's good amen. to be here with all of you and with the gorgeous weather out and different things. Pastor Dave, thank you for the opportunity to share amen. and yeah. just to be on staff. Enjoy being on staff here at the church. Amen. And, uh, just, uh, it's good, Amen. So, let's pray just real quick. Father, we thank you for this time together. We pray uh, just that your will is done in this service. Uh, We thank you that you are having your way in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you are uh, saying what you want to say tonight. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. 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 So, keys to winning your daily life, part two. So, I'm just going to recap a little bit from Sunday. Hopefully it doesn't take too long, but I talked about the first three keys to winning in your daily life, and I want to talk about the last two tonight. Um, an important thing to keep in mind, though, is that we already have the victory in Jesus, amen? So as we, as we go through our life, we always want to remember that, that we already have the victory in Jesus. So when we receive that gift of salvation, part of that inheritance was victory over Satan, was victory over death and hell and the grave, amen? And so we have this victory uh, over those things. And that was part of our inheritance. Just by receiving the gift of salvation, we received it. Um, But how many know we don't always walk in that victory every day? Sometimes we maybe get off course. Sometimes maybe we're ignorant of a scripture or we forget about a scripture for a certain day. Or maybe we're just prideful sometimes where we think of our own, uh, we're just going to do it our own way. And uh, all those things can keep us from walking in that every single day like he wants wants us to, amen? He wants us to be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. So he wants us to be filled. Um, so we don't walk in it every day. But on the other hand, we're not failures either. Right? right? right. Uh, the Bible says that uh, God thinks good thoughts towards us. Amen. And if we're saved, if we're one of his children, uh, you know, the, the children take on the traits of the Father. And the Father is not a failure. Yeah. Amen. There's not failure in heaven. And the Bible says that he wants us to uh, have his will done in earth and in our life as it is in heaven. Amen. Uh, To say I'm a failure is to go against what God created me to be, right? right? So God created me as a winner, as somebody who can succeed, as more than a conqueror. Uh, It goes against what God thinks about you and how he sees you, how he values you. We don't think about that a lot, do we? How God values you. He puts value on you. You know what your value was was the blood of Jesus. That's your value. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even if we don't think it ourselves or we don't see it ourselves, that's our value. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. So being a child of God, there's no such thing as being a failure. Yeah. We know that disappointments are going to come, uh, but we don't have to be discouraged about them. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Because we know that we're going to win 
in the end. We have this yeah. victory again. And the Bible says, where the head not the tail, where the above only and not beneath. And again, that's part of the gift of salvation that we received. Yeah. And it's part of our inheritance again. Yeah. Amen. When you think of an inheritance from God or just an earthly inheritance, you think, I have a right to that. Amen. So if somebody leaves me an inheritance, I say, I can take that uh, to the lawyer. I can take it to the court or wherever and say, no, I claim that. I have a right to that. Amen. So victory, we have a right to victory as an inheritance from Jesus. Amen. As an inheritance from Jesus, we have a right to victory. And uh, 1 John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, have overcome them, the Antichrist, death, hell, and the grave, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Right. So we, are, we have the, one, the greater one living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's in every circumstance. Yes. Amen? It's in every circumstance because his name is always the name above every other name. Yes. Praise the Lord and he's in us. So again, just by receiving the gift of salvation, we are winners. But having the victory and choosing to walk in victory in our life are different. Yep. Right? We have to, every day we have to choose. Yep. Paul even says about himself, I die daily. But every day he has to put the flesh down so he can live victorious life. Amen. So as I studied for this, again, the Lord gave me five keys um, just to be successful in our daily life, just to continue to walk. And so the first one was understand that hardships are going to come. We have an adversary who wants to harm us, right? 1 Peter 5.8 says we need to be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Amen. And if we don't stay built up in the Lord, he's going to try to devour us. Because his goal is to kill, still, and destroy you. And the Bible says that tribulation is going to come. So not only do we have an adversary, we live in a fallen world. John 16, 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. He's overcome the world. Hallelujah. So even though we live in the world, we're not of the world, and the world doesn't have a grasp on us. Amen. And I've seen times where people can come through the side of a tribulation or a trial and uh, maybe a a sickness or financial troubles and then come out on top and they're glorifying the Lord and the Lord helps them. And then I also know people that have gone through a trial and completely just don't, they don't want anything to do with the Lord. They say, no, he did that to me and they end up lower than where they started. So again, it's about how we handle those things. We want want to know how to handle our hardship uh, that we have. And then 1 Thessalonians 4.13 Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Right. And again, that's, that's another way we can, uh, another reason we can overcome trials and tribulations in our life is because we have hope, unlike the world who doesn't. Yep. Amen. We have this hope in Jesus. Amen. It says in verse 14 that we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Yes. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. Amen. So we have this hope in him. I'm going to try to talk a little slower Everybody can hear me. I think I'm talking a little fast trying to get through this first part. And then the third thing that I talked about was we want to get counsel from the Lord before we make a decision. Amen. And that looks like asking, praying, fasting, reading the word. However we can communicate with the Lord, that's how we get counsel from him. Amen. Remember the leader of the Gibeon, uh, leaders of Gibeon came to Joshua, pretended to be from a faraway place. And ended up making a, a treaty, a peace treaty with Joshua. Yes. And we read last Sunday that <clears throat> the reason that was the case was because Joshua didn't get counsel from the Lord. Um, it actually says it in his word. He didn't get counsel from the Lord. And, and Gibeon was a part of the promised land, right? And 
So when, when the Gibeonites made that peace treaty, it broke off a part of what God had promised them. And that's why it's important. A lot of times we think that, wow, you know, peace is such a good thing, and it is. But in this case, God had the whole promised land for them. And you just see the Israelites, decision after, the, after decision, um, when Do- Joshua passed, not getting counsel from the Lord and losing more and more of what God had promised them. And, and again, you know, God can promise you something in your life. Um, but it's really up to us, amen, uh, to, to see the promise through. It says that Abraham, um, you know, had faith that was accounted to him for righteousness. So Abraham continued to, he didn't waver at the promise, amen. The Israelites wavered, uh, but Abraham did not waver. And we don't have to waver at the promise that God gave us, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The other, on the other side of the coin, we talked about David and how he met the Philistines in the valley of Rephaim. And uh, had two battles consecutively, and in the first one, he asked the Lord, and he said, Lord, what should we do? And he said, go up against them, and I'll deliver them into your hand. And the second time, he said, I want you to lay in wait and ambush them, and that's how you're going to defeat them. And so again, both times, he asked for counsel from the Lord. It would have been easy for David to say, uh, well, this is how it worked the last time, so we're just going to do it again, and it, might, it would have failed, right? It would have failed. It wasn't the way God um, wanted it handled. And then Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So in everything, by prayer and supplication, we want to ask God, God, is this your will for my life? Is this the job that I should take? Amen. Is this, um, is this the place that I should live? Hallelujah. Is this the school I, need, I should go to? Amen. So when we don't seek God, uh, I said it last time, I had you write it down. When we don't seek God, there's fear, confusion, and anxiety. But when we ask him to help with our decisions, there's clarity, peace, and hope. Amen. Amen. And so you might not see it right in the, in the uh, wake of the decision, but it's, it's so much easier to follow after what God wants us to do. Yeah. Amen. Even the Bible says that um, he honors obedience more than sacrifice. So we might be doing something that's for the Lord, we think, wow, we're really sacrificing for him. But if we weren't obedient about it, he wants that more from us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So those are the first three. Amen. We want to know that the hardships are going to come. We want to know how to, how to handle them. And we want to seek counsel from the Lord. So the last 20 minutes here, I'm going to talk about the last two things that God had, had given me um, about, about just winning in life, winning yeah. daily in life. Yeah. And so the fourth key is that we want to trust what he tells us and do it his way. So sometimes we might receive the counsel of the Lord and still not do what he asks us to do. I think of, there's many examples in the Bible. Remember Jonah. Jonah, the Lord gave him a very clear and specific word, and Jonah went the other way. He wanted to go out of the presence of the Lord. And so, you know, in Jonah, you know, throughout the whole book of Jonah, it's, it's kind of, it's almost... You know, except for the Ninevites repenting, it's a, kind of a depressing book because, uh, not depressing, the Lord's in it, but Jonah didn't change his attitude throughout the whole book of Jonah. And uh, remember that the last, the last part of Jonah, um, he's sitting, he's angry, he's pouting under a tree, and the Lord takes it away and he gets scorched by the sun, and you never see Jonah repent. And I, and I always think that's so interesting that he never repented, yet he's mentioned um, as somebody of faith, amen. Yeah. And so it's, it's just amazing the grace that God has for us. 
but we can get counsel from the Lord, but still choose to do it our way. So that next step after we get counsel is he answers us is to trust him and obey him. So let's go to 1 Kings 12. We're going to start in verse 4, kind of a long one here. Um, But, you know, so we had King Solomon, and King Solomon died and and left the kingdom to King Rehoboam, which is his son. So it said, so this is Israelites talking to Rehoboam, and he said, Your father made our yoke heavy, and now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. So he said to them, Depart for three days and come back to me. And the people departed, and King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father, Solomon, while he still lived, and he said, how do you advise me to answer these people? So, good idea, right? I've never been a king before. I'm going to go to the ones that have been there, who who oversaw things in my father's kingdom. And he said, they spoke to him, and they said, if you're going to be a servant to these people today, and serve them, then answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the advice of the elders, which the elders had given him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him who stood before him. So consulted, you have have the elders who were in the kingdom and making decisions and could see from a high level the kingdom. And then you had the people that, uh, the kids that just grew up with them, you know, probably um, were maybe just as spoiled as he was, as the king's son, right? And uh, and he said, uh, he asked, them and he said, What advice do you give? How should we answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke which your father put on us? Then the young men who had grown up with him spoke to him and said, Thus you should speak to these people who have spoken to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you made it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to him, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. And I think, uh, you know, all of us in here have people that we look up to, that we've had guidance um, from. You know, my parents um, are, are people that I would say that I've had good counsel from before. My grandparents I've had good counsel from before. And there's just something about um, experience in the world uh, and just wisdom that, you know, especially as a Christian, that as you read and as you walk with God, uh, you're going to have more wisdom just because you've, you've been with wisdom. Jesus is wisdom, amen? So yep. you've been with wisdom for a lot longer. Not saying that somebody who's young can't have the same amount of wisdom, but there's good counsel usually when it comes from somebody who's older than you, yep. amen? Not all the time. We want to listen to the Holy Spirit. But uh, So Rehoboam did a good thing, right? At first he went to his his father's leaders and he asked them, and and they gave him good counsel, right? So Rehoboam, he had good counsel, and he didn't like that counsel. He wanted to rule, right? And so then he asks his friends. And, uh, and sometimes how many have, have asked a question to get the answer that you wanted to hear? Sometimes we, we, we have this, uh, you know, we, we have a, an answer in mind, and this is the way we want to go, and I just want somebody to tell me that so I can justify myself. And I think that's what Rehoboam was doing, right? I think that's what he was doing. And, uh, and so then we're going to go to skip over to 13. And it says, The king answered the people roughly and rejected the advice which the elders had given him. And he spoke to them according to the advice of the young man, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. 
My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. Um, in this and in, in the New King James, or uh, let's see, I can't remember. This might be the, in the NIV, but it says, "Well, scourge you with scorpions." So he's not just looking to rule over them; he's looking to make to torture them, to make it painful, so that they that so that they'll come underneath his rule. And I always think, you know, when we ask God for anything, even if it's not what we want to hear. He's telling you, he's going to give you the advice that's going to be best for you. Yep. Amen. He's, he doesn't want to hurt us. He doesn't, he's not telling us advice so that we'll walk through fire, right? No, he leads us through the fire, but he doesn't make us go into the fire. Amen. He, uh, he wants, to have, wants us to have good things in our life, right? He wants, he wants us to make good decisions, yep. right? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, we see that, that Rehoboam rejects the advice, and then we go down to 16 and 19, and it says, when Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, saying, what share have we in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel. Now see to your own house, O David. So Israel departed to their tents, and Israel had been in rebellion against the house of David to this day, until the day that, that was written. And, and you know, uh, just think, just there's a, there's a scripture, and Pastor Dave and I have talked about this scripture a lot, but a soft answer turns away wrath. Yep. Amen. And, and so Rehoboam had the opportunity. I mean, this is a big decision, yep. right? This is a huge decision in his kingship. Yep. Either lighten the load and have everybody come underneath him. Yep. You know, obviously didn't think that they were going to split away from him, right? But we've got to remember, Israel was also a big, you know, aside from Judah, was big. A big nation, they just, they just went away. And so it's always important that when God tells you to do something or, or gives you a, a, an answer, walk through that door. Yep. Amen. On the, on the other side, when, when the Lord tells you something that you don't want to hear, don't just go ahead and do it anyways. I remember when Paul and the disciples uh, in, in uh, the book of Acts, and they were going to go to Asia, and that the Holy Spirit did not permit them to go. And what did they do? Uh, well, let's listen to the Lord again, what maybe he wants us to do. And so then they wanted to come over here, and the Holy Spirit said, no, I don't want you to go there either. And, and so sometimes in life we can get frustrated. It's like, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? You're not giving me an answer. And I told the story just about our, our house and how we were trying to get a house so badly we weren't even thinking about the Lord. And finally, when I opened my, the ears of my heart, he said, why are you pushing for your Ishmael when I promised you Isaac. Ah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when we do the things that God wants us to do. Um, he's is going to be good. And, and so Paul and, and, his, and everybody with him, uh, remember Paul got a dream. So they didn't know what to do. Paul got a dream of a guy from Macedonia saying, come help us. And so they, they thought this must be where the Lord wants us to go. And they prayed and there was open door. Amen. And so... I just want to encourage you, uh, everybody, if there's something that you're waiting on, you know, like I said, for, for college students, it could be a school. For, uh, for um, adults, it could be a, a job that you really want. Um, it could be a, a trip that you really want to take. Um, if you don't have peace about it and you haven't, and, and the Lord hasn't told you to go, then, then just sit on it. Amen? Waiting isn't a bad thing either, right? Even, even another, another rabbit trail here, even when I was, wanted to be a pastor, you know, the Lord in 2008 uh, 
called me into the ministry. And I remember it was, I just wanted to go into the ministry right then. And I just, and, and my thought was, okay, well, then I'm going to go to Rama Because Rama Bible Training Center, my dad went, my grandfather went there. And I thought, I'm just going to go to Rama And some things happened in my life, and I couldn't do it. And, and I can't actually believe it, but the Lord, I actually listened to the voice of the Lord in this one. And, I, and he said, just be patient. You know, you have, you have your whole life to minister and to be a pastor. And in the meantime, we want to continue to minister anyways, right? No matter what we've been called to do. And I just remember having a piece about not doing that and just growing where I was planted, growing where I was planted, amen? And the Lord's open doors are better than my open doors, amen? amen. So we want to make sure that we do that. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So let's look at that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay? No piece of our heart should be without trusting in God. And lean, on your, and lean not on your own understanding. Again, there's times where we may see a situation in the physical, but God sees it in the supernatural. Amen. So we want to get up to his level in the supernatural and see it from a supernatural realm to understand. And then it says, in all our ways, we want to acknowledge him. And every decision, acknowledge him. Lord, even if it's just the, Lord, before I do this, just, I just thank you for giving me peace about it. And if he gives you peace, go ahead and do it. If there's anxiety and there's frustration, it's probably not what God wants you to do. And then it says he'll direct your path. Again, I think some people believe that God just has a blindfold on us and he's leading us and uh, we're just going to go wherever he tells us to go. No, he, he directs it, amen, but he, he allows us to see. The Bible says that the word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. You know, if you're in a dark path and you have a lamp from a flashlight, you can see a little bit in front of you. You can't see the whole path, <clears throat> but you can see a little bit. Yep. Amen. So as we seek wisdom and counsel from the Lord, as we walk, we're not going to fall. We're going to be able to see where we're going a little bit at a time. Yeah. Amen. I know there's sometimes if I saw the whole path, I'd probably run the other way, right? right? Because we don't know. Because the Bible says in, in, in this life, there's going to be trials, right? So it's not that, that uh, you know, we're just going to walk through life and everything's going to be completely perfect. No, there's going to be trial. There's going to be things because of the fallen world that we live in. And so we want to trust in the Lord Amen. with everything that we have. And then James 1, 5 through 8, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, and without reproach. And, and I would say that all of us lack wisdom. Lack the wisdom that he has. Amen. Um, I, there's a lot of us, a lot of you in here are wise. But we all could go to another level of wisdom. But we ask God who gives to all liberally without reproach. And it's going to be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he will receive, any, receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And in, in verse 7 in the King James, it says, for, not let that not, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything. So what he's saying is, if, if God's promised you something to say, well, I think that's going to happen. I think that promise is going to come to pass. What are we doing? Well, we're being, the Bible says we're being double-minded. So on, on one side, we're saying, Lord, we believe you, but... Um, Maybe there's, there's a, you feel like there's a secure area, secure area over here, 
you don't want to step out into and you have that foot in a secure area too. Well, if it doesn't happen, then I have this. Well, no, if God promised it, we want to know it's going to happen, right? We want to believe that it's going to happen. Because it says that he gives us wisdom freely. Amen? Freely he gives us wisdom. And again, when we ask in faith, hallelujah, uh, then it's, we have our, uh, our feet are on solid ground. We're not tossed through and, to and fro by the waves of life, uh, by the wind that comes up in our life, right? Hallelujah. And then, again, don't suppose that he's going to do it. Know that he's going to do it if he's promised it to you. Amen? Hallelujah. So that fourth, that fourth one, we just want to trust that what God's counsel is for us is good and that he has good things planned for us. Amen. Amen. And then the fifth thing that we, that we need to do, and this can be before, it could be in the middle, it could be after, it could be at all times, we want to thank him for the victory, right? Um, the Bible says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise, right? So even just being in the presence of the Lord um, on the outer courts, thanksgiving comes into play. Right, so when we thank him, we enter his gates. But when we start, and when we start to praise him, we enter his uh, courts, and then we get to, we get close to him. So that's why it's so important, just praise and worship, right? And that's why praise and worship usually happens at the beginning of a service than at the end, because we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, right? Uh, I know for just for preaching sermons, it's it's for me it's easier to worship before I preach a sermon because why I just it's like the tangible presence of God can be there, right? Um, and we can, and we can um, enter in through praise and through worship. Psalm 107, 21 says, Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Amen. Amen. So we want to praise the Lord for his great love, for the wonderful things that he's done. And like I said, we can thank him at the beginning of the battle of our life. I mean, right, right away in the morning, Lord, thank you for this day. It's going to be a great day. Amen. Speaking good things, speaking things that God would say over your day, right? It says that uh, this is the day the Lord has made, okay? So every day we wake up, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice no matter what happens. I'm going to be glad in that day, yep. right? And it says that, he, that we praise him for the wonderful things he has done. Yeah. Even if your day, you're having a terrible day, you feel like and think it just doesn't seem like anything's going right. Uh, we can always think back and think, and, and even in the day, Lord, yeah. we, I can thank you for this and I can thank you for this. Yeah. And and He loves when we praise Him. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says, when we draw near to Him, He draws near to us. Yeah. Amen. We draw near to Him in our praises and our thanksgiving, and He draws near to us. Amen. And then the last scripture I have, First Corinthians fifteen fifty six. Uh, the Bible says, the sting, of de- the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, the, really, you can use it in both uh, present and past. He gave us the victory, yep. but he also gives us the victory Amen. daily. Yes. Daily in our life, he gives yeah. us the victory. Yes. Daily in our life, we can walk in victory. Amen. Yes. The Bible tells us not to walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Amen. And, and who knows that the Holy Spirit, there's only victory in the Holy Spirit. Yep. There's no defeat in the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's no f- defeat in Jesus. So we walk in the Spirit, and we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us 
we're only walking in victory. Amen. Regardless of what our circumstances are. Yep. Yep. Remember, when Peter walked on the water, he, was all, he, always, he always walked above the water, right? right? Above the water. So his circumstances were low, yep. and he continued to walk in victory over the water. Amen. So we can walk in victory over our circumstances, amen? amen. We can walk in victory over whatever is going on. Because, why? Because the greater one who lives in me, he's greater than the one who is in the world. Amen? So, let's go through the, we'll just go through the five again. So first thing we want to do, we want to understand that hardships are going to come in our life, right? Understand that we're going to, there's going to be battles. Satan does not want you to be happy. He does not want you to succeed. So there's going to be hardships. Number two, we want to know how to handle those hardships. Amen. We glory in the tribulation because we know it can produce perseverance and character and hope in our life. Amen. The third thing, we want to get counsel from the Lord before we make our decisions. Amen. He knows what's best. Number four leads us into that. Trust what he tells you and do it his way. Do it his way. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the fifth thing, thank him for the victory. So again, you could say, well, I can think of other things that would make you victorious. Well, this is what God gave me. Five things that, that if you do these things on a daily basis, yep. uh, you're going to live a, victoria, a victorious yep. life. Yep. If you understand these things, you're going to live a victorious life. Why? Because um, all these things affect your attitude, right? So if we know there's going to be hardships, well, we, we're going to be ready, right? If we know that hardships are going to come, we're going to be ready standing on the word. Um, the second thing, if we know how to handle hardships, what are we doing? We're preparing our mind. Amen. To uh, be focused on Jesus, right? To be focused on the word. Hallelujah. And then if we ask for his counsel and trust him and obey him, again, what, is, what do we do? What happens when we're in the, in the word or in prayer or fasting? It builds us up, right? Yeah. Bible says, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Yeah. I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we build ourselves up. Again, it's, it's, yeah. our, it's our attitude. And then the fifth thing, thank him for the victory. Yeah. There's something about thanksgiving. Amen. I can be in the worst mood. And if I start praising and thanking God, my mood can change. Maybe not quite like that, but it maybe takes a little bit. But my mood will start to change. Amen. I'll start, I'll quit thinking about my own problem, and I'll start thinking about him and the answer that he's given me. Amen. Pastor Dave has always said, you know, said that the Lord gave him a word when they were waiting for Angela's healing. And just that the Lord said, I'm not your problem, I'm your solution. Amen. So when we, when we start to praise him, we're not focusing on the problem. We're focusing on the solution. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get something out of this tonight Amen. and Sunday? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you. We thank you, uh, thank you Lord. for the day that you have made today. And we thank you that we are in a position um, to, of power and authority over Satan, over death, hell, and the grave that you've given us, Lord. We thank you that you live on the inside of us. We thank you that we're children of God with an inheritance to win. In the name of Jesus, we thank you uh, that you are just always, always, always wanting to guide us in the right direction. And so, Lord, even today, um, as everyone here goes about the rest of their week, their month, Lord, I thank you that as they're in their quiet time, as they're asking you questions, Lord, we know that you hear us and we know that you answer. And so I just thank you for victories that people will start seeing victories in their life. Yes, Lord. Lord, days that they feel like were failures, Lord, will turn around into victories. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. And days 
that they, that they felt like a failure, Lord, that they'll feel like they're victorious, that they'll know that they're victorious, Lord. And so if we just give you praise and honor, Lord, I just thank you for all that you've done in our life, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.